You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. Well, if you have a Bible, turn with me to Philippians chapter number 3. Philippians chapter number 3. I want to begin reading here in verse number 7. Philippians chapter number 3 and verse number 7. The Bible says, What things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Ye doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind, And reaching forth into those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we love you today as we come before the throne of grace. We're reminded that except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. And we're here tonight because we want to honor and glorify Jesus Christ. Please help us tonight. Answer questions that may be in the hearts and strengthen your people. And Lord, we'll give you the glory. You alone deserve it. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to direct your attention just for a moment to verse number 9. The Bible says, Be found in him not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith, notice that little word, of Christ. You do realize you have no faith. Faith does not originate in you. Faith originates in Christ. In other words, when I was driving truck reading those gospel tracts, I received them as truth. The Holy Spirit took those. You see, he's the workman, and the Bible is his toolbox. And he produced faith. That faith showed me I was a sinner. That was no-brainer, amen? But then eventually that faith also showed me he was a Savior. And I called upon him in simple faith, And he saved my soul. I remember I went through a period of time, like many do, of wondering about this assurance of salvation and concern. And I read every book I could get my hands on about it, and they all were true and had true verses in them, but nothing could appease my concern until I spent all night one night. Now, this is how I did it. You don't have to, but reading the book of 1 John and the book of John and praying, reading and praying. Amen? And when I left that room in the morning, I never saw a vision, didn't hear any voice from heaven other than what I was reading. Amen? But I could say with the Apostle Paul, I know whom I believed and am persuaded he's able to keep that which I committed unto him against that day. What persuaded you? 
God's word in the hand of the Holy Spirit. That's what persuaded me. So it's the faith of Christ. But then down in verse number 14, Paul said he pressed toward the mark. Amen? When you think of this, God's outside of time. Future, past, present is all the same to him. I don't understand that. Don't claim to. But I know God has sent a mark out yonder for you, for your life. He knows your genetic code. He, amen? He knows all of the things that go together to make you you. And he knows your first five years that set your personality. He knows who influenced your personality the most. And he knows the experiences you have had in life up to the day you got saved, whatever day, whatever year that was in your life. He knows what you faced. Some folks were fortunate enough to be raised in a good Christian home, had parents that loved them and directed them and caused them to yield and obey. And because of that, some of them perhaps got saved at a young time and have lived their life for Christ. That's a great thing, and, and that's a wonderful thing. Amen? Others like me did not have that advantage and got saved later in life. And he knows the things that we face. Some faced misuse and abuse as children. I believe it would sorrow your heart to know what goes on in, just in our country against children. It would make you know that people without Christ are sick, many of them. Amen? But some have faced that kind of abuse or misuse or maybe even just didn't feel loved and were criticized in their life. Whatever it is, God knew that. And then the day you got saved, you think, well, that took care of it. No, it didn't. Your sins are washed away. Your home in heaven is assured. You're born again. Amen? But now God wants to take all of that and use it to his benefit. And so he set a mark out yonder. He says, that's what I want you to hit before you die. I look at life like a corn maze. Being raised in Ohio is like here. The, the corn there is 10 feet high, and they cut paths in it and call it a corn maze. And they love to get you out there and get you lost, making wrong turns and all. Amen? Well, that's how life is. Uh, throughout my life, God has changed gears on me several times. Amen? When I started the church, I didn't really understand the principle of starting a church out of a home church where they could help me. So I just took family and that 66 caliber book I had and went out and just plowed in face first. After many bruises, we did finally establish a church and it's still going today for which I'm grateful. But God at that time blessed my ignorance, I think. Amen. And that's good. But all of a sudden around 2010... 2009, God began to deal with me. We'd always been involved in printing, had a printing ministry of our own. And because I believed in the printed page, whether it was scripture signs or magnetic signs for the truck, uh, scriptures on them, or holding scripture signs on the street or preaching on the street or knocking on doors and witnessing to people, all those things, just trying to get the gospel in the gate, the ear gate or the eye gate, somehow to get it in there. Amen? And yet God began to deal with me about joining this ministry and doing this work. Someone said to me one day, well, then you retired. I said, no, I didn't retire. Amen. Preachers don't retire. They just die. 
Amen. You're always a preacher. Amen. No matter what. Oh, you may change. Health may dictate that, but you're always a preacher. Amen. And so that's the life that we've lived in. And the burden that I had for the printed page, God used to put us on the road. Quite frankly, I could go on tonight about the things that we faced. I won't. But may I say simply that it's a miracle from God's hand that we were able to stay on the road 10 years from time to time. And God has done some marvelous things in our sight as any missionary can attest to, I'm sure. Amen? See, the will of God sets this mark for every man. And the mark is obtained through faithful consistency. It may be what seems to others to be very small. I've been in churches where there are five and ten people in the church. The pastor is trying his best, knocking on doors, witnessing to people. He's a good man. Amen? But he's facing that hard time. And, And it's prevalent. I've been in churches where men are 80 years old trying to find somebody to come in and take that church who's willing to get a job and work with the church and build it. And he never could find anybody to do that. I'm talking Sarasota, Florida. Very nice area. Amen? And he was begging us to help him find people. And we tried our best. Could find nobody to take it. And they eventually sold the church. Every time I look up churches in a given area, I look up in about 80 mile radius. That may be 35, 40 churches. I have to mark off 5% of them at least. They're no longer there. We're closing churches quicker than we're starting them. Amen? But thank God there's still faithful people out there, men and wives and laborers, staying by the stuff. It encourages my heart, puts a burden on me for them. Amen? But God has set a mark out there. It's yours may be very simple. Maybe uh, stay faithful to church, tithe, give, and work in the church as you can. Maybe it's that simple. Maybe it's being the janitor. If God's mark is for you to be the janitor, I don't know who is, but if that's his mark for you and you carry it out faithfully, you will have as many of a, much of a reward as any pastor that ever walked in right. front of a pulpit. Amen. If that's the will of God for your life. Amen. But the devil knows if he can put shortcuts in that pathway, he will. And how are you going to navigate this thing called life? It's not simple, that's for sure, amen? 1 Peter 4, verses 1 and 2, the Bible says, For as much then as Christ hath, hath uh, suffered in the... Well, let me turn there. Let's go there. Let me do that. Go to 1 Peter with me, chapter 4. Amen. You ever use an iPad? Have you ever accidentally touched a verse and had it disappear? I have half of that verse, so I better read it. Because if I quote it wrong, back at the ministry, they'll shoot me. (laughs) For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. Do you know ministry is full of suffering? You say, oh, our pastor has a good, beautiful church. Let me tell you something. The burdens just grow with the number of people. Amen? There are people on my heart that I preached to 40 years ago, and they never leave. Amen? 
They always, always are there. He goes on and he says, Arm yourself likewise with the same mind, for he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Then he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts of men, but to the will of God. There's suffering involved in making wrong turns in this thing called life. How are you going to know to follow God? How are you going to know when to, when to go, another job, when to take another job? Well, I'll tell you this much, if it's in a place that doesn't have a good church nearby, I don't think it'd be God's will. That's just a little insight. Amen. But, but you have to know for sure, because that's important. Amen. We have to remain faithful to receive that prize. Hebrews 10, the Bible says, For ye have need of patience, that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Amen? How do you know? Well, it's like John said in John 7, 17, If any man will do his will, he shall know the doctrine. God gave you a Bible. Amen? He inspired the Bible. Every turn in life, every need in life is in this Bible. Everything you need to successfully navigate God's, your life is in this Bible. Amen? And God will put it in your heart so you're prepared for the time when it comes. That's why you must read your Bible and study it. And memorize it, all that I know. But you must read it because you're going to face things tomorrow that you have no idea what it's going to be. And God will prepare you for it through his word. That's the importance of God's word in your life. Amen? That's why we have to be so fervent about the word of God. That's why it's so important. Now picture this. Picture being in a country that you don't have access to God's word. Picture being a Christian in a church like, uh, you know Sam Martin. He's a friend of mine too. And I remember him, I was telling the story in Porter, Texas, and he and his wife were there of a pastor that pastored five years with one page of the Bible. Amen? He came up to me afterwards and said, I met that man. After I was done being envious, I asked him, I said, sure, that's great, really. I said, that's wonderful. And he said, and he gave me that page. I asked him if I could see it. He brought it out to me. It was in Russian, and it was Romans 3 and 4. Five years he preached out of Romans 3 and 4 and never plumbed the depths of that book. Amen? My thought always after, I usually say this, I wonder how long the service was when he got a whole Bible. I bet that was a long one, huh? Amen? I've also heard of churches in uh, communist countries that will cut the back of a Bible and hand out pages to the church folks when they come in. You'll trade a page for the next one to read. That's how important the Bible is. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's human nature to look lightly on your Bible. It's human nature to struggle with reading it every day. I had somebody tell me, you don't understand, I go to sleep when I read it. What better way to go to sleep? Welcome to the human race, amen? So what do you do when you miss a day? Well, you have to confess it to God and pick up the Bible and read. 
Somebody asked me, how much Bible should I read a day? I don't have a clue. You better ask the Lord. I don't know how much you can handle, how busy your life is. I mean, God's not just going to make you read 500 pages when you've got a job. You know what I'm saying? But ask him and then be faithful. Because life has a lot of turns in it. I've pastored too many people that I knew was making a wrong decision. And watched what happened with it. Amen? And the problem is you don't just watch it, you suffer it with them. But God is able to direct you through your life and help you to reach that mark. You say, well, I'd like to have a mark that has a little more prominence to it. I'd like to have my name on the front of the sword of the Lord and have people recognize me everywhere I go. Amen? Well, if that's God's will and that's what he wants, you to be an example in that way, then he'll enable you to do that. Amen? But more likely it'll be the fact where you'll labor in a place if you're in the ministry especially, where no one will know you much, and you'll just labor away, and someday they'll say, Pastor so-and-so, and home be with the Lord. Amen? And people will say, who is he? Well, I promise you this, God knows who he was. And his wife, that faithful wife. Amen? So our burden to print the Word of God is because it's essential to be able to accomplish the task God has for us to accomplish. I don't know who in here will be a missionary. God will burden your heart to go to the mission field. Amen? And uh, on the mission field, you'll need material. A missionary going to a town of 200,000 people, I'm told a missionary in his lifetime will personally deal with about 15,000 people. I, I don't know who come up with those things, but it seems to be about right, 15,000 people personally. How are you going to reach the rest? It's got to be the printed page. Amen? When I was a pastor, I uh, printed John Romans ourselves and handed them out in town. And As I went through town several times, I found out they never threw them away. I'd have them get them out of the drawer and show me. Still got it. Why does that encourage you? Because someday something's going to happen and they're going to find that John Romans. And it could be 10 years down the road. Amen? And they're going to open that John Romans and find out God loves them. And he died for them. And he'll save their soul if they'll call on him in simple faith. And they'll do it. Amen? That's the encouraging part. God's word never returns void. So our sacrifice as Christians to print the word of God is is very meaningful. Amen? Amen? We recently had an opportunity to print some cards for a missionary by the name of Tony Stark. Brother Stark came off the field of Africa from Uganda because of health and age. He has heart trouble, so he came back home. But he couldn't get Africa out of his heart. So he got a burden to print scripture cards. What they are is like a postcard with a picture of the cross over the abyss, you know, and On the other side, there's 14 verses that deal with salvation in eight different dialects, and we printed 1,080,000 of those cards. They're being handed out right now in Africa. We had an opportunity to print for uh, John Romans for Uganda in their native language, Luganda. A missionary there translated John and Romans into Luganda, and we had the privilege of printing those and shipping them to him. 
I'm told that John Romans in a third world country will be read by up to seven people before it falls apart. And of the seven, two to four will get saved. Amen? So what ministries like ours do are import, is important as well. Uh, the church, I believe, is the home of missions. This is where missionaries come from. But I believe the Bible is the foundation of missions. And John 1 tells us the word of God is Jesus Christ. It is him. So it's our privilege to print. But I hope you'll give it some thought and pray for all the printing ministries out there. Amen? All of us have more requests than we can ever fill. So we appreciate your prayers. But here's my question for you. How are you doing in that maze of life? You say, well, I have turns coming up. I don't know. I'm kind of a little fearful. Huh? I remember when I told my wife we're going we're gonna to start a church. We are? Yep, just going to pack up and go start a church. She said about the same thing when I told her, we're going to hit the road for the printing ministry. We're going to have eight garage sales and sell everything we have. Our kids are happy because if something happens to us, all they got to do is push the fifth wheel in the ditch and they're done. <laughs> Sold it all, amen? But she was happy to go, happy to, to, to serve the Lord. Amen. But God will direct you in every path of life, every turn of life, and help you to, to navigate that maze clear to the end, and you can receive the prize for reaching the mark that God has set for your life. Let's pray. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.